Hello, everyone. Welcome to our new podcast. We're back of Edu Gladiators. I'm Marlena Gross Taylor, and I'm super excited about tonight's podcast because uh, not only are we um, talking to someone that is not in in my not in my state for me personally, he's probably not in your state either because he lives in Canada. And Joel, I'm super, super, super excited to have you on Edge of Gladiators tonight and just chatting about systemic change agents. So Joel, tell everyone hello. Well, uh, hi everybody, Marlena. Thank you so much for, uh, for having me here. And uh, the Edge of Gladiators tribe, thanks everybody for being there. I hope you're on Twitter, you're tweeting. I hope you're talking and exchanging and and making conversations. It's great to be here. And that's so I, my name is Joel McLean. And uh, I live in a little town called Calendar in the province of Ontario, in the great white north uh, in Canada. Uh, right now, it's about minus 10 degrees Celsius. Now I was telling Marlene, Marlene, I'm not sure what the conversion is to degrees Fahrenheit, but maybe somebody can tweet it. I think it's in the low 20s. Now for some of you, you might find that that's pretty cold. But for us, it's actually not too bad. So, uh, but you know what? It's a real uh, honor to be here, and uh, I'd like to thank you for having approached me and asked me to be a part of this. You know, anytime that I can come in and learn and talk with everybody and connect, I think that uh, it's an opportunity to learn. And I think that if uh, we need to take advantage of every opportunity that we can to be able to network, especially with people that are outside of our district or even our, our country in this case, to, to go and see what other people are thinking and doing outside of our walls. And to learn from that and to, and to take all the good things that people are doing all over the place and be able to bring it home and uh, bring it to our students and our schools here in Canada. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here. And if you didn't notice the accent, he pronounced his name so beautifully. Um, I probably Americanize it, but Joel, right? Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah, Joel, that's good. It's because I've got the two little dots on my E. That's right. That's so right. That's right. Yeah. I love that. And I love the accent. And again, I just love the fact that Edgy Gladiators is having their first international conversation awesome. with awesome. such an amazing, amazing warrior. So thank you. Thank you. For those of you that are watching, if you have a question for our guest tonight, please put it in the live chat. I will be checking it throughout our time together tonight. So if you see me glance to the side, I'm just checking my laptop to see what you guys are writing. So please feel free to, uh, to connect, to write any questions or any thoughts about what we're talking about tonight with being uh, systemic change agents. So the question I have for you is, exactly how do you gladiate in Canada? Well, and uh, for the type of work that I do, I'm uh, I've been in education for three for twenty years now. Um, I was a chemistry teacher, a science teacher in grade seven and eight, chemistry teacher in high school, and I've been a principal now for ten years. Out of those ten years, for the last three, this is my third year. Uh, I've been actually on detachment from my school board, and I'm working on the uh, with a provincial team. Um, and uh, what we do basically is, in, in my case, the provincial team is con is comprised of uh, school principals like myself and teachers and we form this provincial team and the provincial team is divided in uh, different regions the three regions of the province north east and south and what we do is uh, in uh, working with school boards school boards will select schools that we will be working with based on criteria 
based on uh, tools that we uh, that we have built and that we have shared with the school boards uh, to help them make uh, some some good choices as to which schools uh, we can work with. And then once we get in there, you know, we start working uh, at both at the classroom level and at the administration level at the same time. So, for example, in one school, uh, I can have it could be myself if it's a smaller school. It could be myself and one teacher. Uh, where we come in, we'll meet with the whole team, the principal, uh, the vice principals, uh, some of the teachers that we'll be working with. Uh, we'll take a look at the school improvement plan. Uh, we'll start from there, and then we'll look at different ways that we can transform um, uh, pedagogical uh, strategies that are being used in, in the classroom. Uh, you know, we, we, we're aiming to develop those, uh, those um, competencies um, for, uh, for the students. And uh, so basically what we're doing is we're trying to have an impact, a transformational impact at the school-wide level and at the school board level also. So always having the focus of what's best for students um, we come in, we'll bring in that experience that we've been uh, that we've been having throughout the province in different schools, different school boards, what best practice looks like. We're sharing, you know, uh, what best practice looks like at both at this the classroom level and at the administrative level. So for myself, for example, as a school principal, well, I'll be working with the school principal uh, in that particular school, you know, and we'll be working on things like uh, uh, leadership. Uh, you know, what kinds of things can uh, the principal develop to be able to become a better leader? Um, you know, what is it that uh, that we can develop? What competencies can we develop for the principal to be able to, to you know, to, to take that zoom out and to look at the big picture, to be able to uh, become a model of collaboration, a model of uh, lifetime, uh, of being a, a lifelong learner, uh, you know, a model of what, uh, what good pedagogy looks like and, you know, and how that principal can come into the classroom and be able to support their staff and give them everything that they need to be able at the end point to give students you know a, a really different and fantastic learning opportunity in the classroom so you know we talk about learning we talk about uh, developing relationships we talk about being models we talk about integration of technology how you know how that can become a really uh, strong lever in what we are we're trying to do and developing those uh, those competencies that are so important uh, for today and tomorrow's uh, jobs for, for our, our students and for ourselves also, because if we uh, don't understand and if we don't practice those competencies, well, it's much harder for us to be able to, uh, uh, you know, transmit those and show our students, you know, how that these competencies are important, how we can use them to develop ourselves. And, and the same goes for the principal, um, how he can develop those competencies also in those skills. So, you know, for us, it's really at that level and we try to bring it, you know, into the at the classroom level. But at the same time as we try to, to make sure that everything is lined up between what goes on at the principal level of the school and the communication and, and the leadership skills and what's going on at the classroom level so that everybody's on the same playing field. And we bring in that provincial experience. We bring in those best practices and we just share with everybody. I love that. You know, the title of tonight's chat is being systemic change agents. And so one of the things that um, that we were chatting about before we went live was what do those systems look like uh, in Canada, you know, compared to in the U.S.? So, uh, Joelle, if you will just talk a little bit more about you said you were on detachment. 
What does that mean exactly? Because uh, I know that is not something that we have here, definitely not in, in Tennessee, in the states that I've worked in, uh, in the United States. So what does that mean? So we can kind of understand what that means to, to have that systemic change. Absolutely. So uh, basically a detachment or, or, you know, some people also refer to it as a secondment. Um, so basically what it is, 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 is I'm a school principal and, and the Ministry of Education here in the province of Ontario um, provides funding and uh, depending on the initiatives. And, and in, in this case, uh, the initiative that started about two and a half years ago, uh, the idea was to put together a team that can be able to accompany schools um, in transforming those, uh, those pe pedagogical strategies and learning experience for students at the 21st century. So basically uh, what they did is they went into the schools and, and they said, listen, we need some principles because we understand uh, the need and the importance to be able to develop the leadership uh, at school level because you know research shows uh, that that's what has the biggest impact in schools or one of the elements that has the biggest impact is the leadership. So basically, uh, being on detachment, what it means is that uh, my school board allows me, and, and I thank them for that, they allow me to be completely detached from my school, so at 100%, uh, so that I can actually be working in this position, in, in this provincial team. Um, so, you know, in my case, while I'm doing this work, I'm actually not tied to my school board as per se, so I'm not still tied to my school and, and have responsibilities and, and everything that comes with being a school principal uh, in that building. So basically it's it's 100% detached from that. You know, my, my place is still assured. I still have, uh, my job is still waiting for me there in my school board. That's a really important uh, part of it. But uh, you know, we're really, uh, we really recognize and thank the school, our school boards here in Ontario anyways, um, because they actually allow us to be able to, to, to completely, you know, pick up and, and join this team and really develop ourselves as leaders and to go and get this provincial experience. Because you know, for school boards, you have to understand, um, I think anyways, it's, it's a great investment because um, you know this detachment isn't gonna last forever, that's for sure. And for school boards, having people developing at that level, uh, it's an investment. So you know, eventually we're gonna bring them back and say, listen, let's, let's put to good use this experience that you've gained to make you know, our system, our school board, that much better and our schools that much better and, and you know, advance the leadership development in our boards and, and the classroom development and, and, and the learning experience. So really it's, it's a really, uh, it, it's a win-win it, situation. And um, it's, it's a, an unbelievable uh, experience and an opportunity. It's, it's transformational uh, to be able to really concentrate at 100% doing the work that I'm doing now. Um, and not being tied back because I know that it's not the same everywhere, but it's definitely a, a benefit being completely uh, detached. Uh, I'll use that word from from the building that I that I was responsible for before, and the students and, and the great parents and the great staff, and being able to really um, concentrate on developing myself, being the best that I can be, and being on top of the game because. You know, there's the, the people are expecting that when you walk into the buildings and, and, and you're coming in with all these resources and this experience. So, you know, um, expectations are high and that just pushes you to be even better. So I think to be able to really uh, get to that point, uh, it takes time and it takes investment and it makes it a lot easier for sure. Um, you know, being being 100 percent detached uh, from that and be able to, to do that job at 100 percent capacity. Absolutely. Uh, I'm a little jealous that we don't have we don't have such a uh, 
such a model right now, but hey, maybe we can change that. We can advocate for that. One thing you said, Joel, uh, when we were talking about this before the podcast, you said that you are not the same educator, the same principal, the same uh, leader before joining in this uh, this broader group. How so? How have you changed from being detached and and being part of the provincial group? Well, I think it's uh, it's the zoom out, and and I'll I'll use that term often. It's it's to be able to to, to zoom out, and 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 often that's the difference between different positions. I think I I remember being a school teacher, and and you know I had my classroom, I had my 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 chemistry lab, and and I was having a great time, and and everything was great, and and you know I and I had a pretty good idea what was going on in, in my school, and then uh, you know the time came where where I became a principal, and then. You know, and same thing is if you become a superintendent, you know, the higher you go, the I find the more you see, right? So then I became a principal and I'm like, wow, you know, I thought I knew what was going on in my school. And then a whole bunch of things would go through my head, remembering whenever I'd be happy about something, an event, or if ever something had frustrated me. But then I realized it because I now was in the position, okay, well, now I understand why maybe some of those decisions were made because I wasn't seeing the big picture. And I think that that the the reason why I say that you know today I'm definitely not the same professional or leader that I was back then is is because of that is because of the, you know I'll call it the provincial exposure you know being exposed going from one school board in one school and working with you know in my case twelve different school boards throughout the province and four hundred and fifty five schools about uh, in 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 uh, French uh, Catholic and public school boards that we work with and. You know, presently I'm working with about 15 school principals throughout Northern Ontario, and these are 15, um, you know, highly motivated, energetic, fantastic uh, administrators and educators and leaders. And you know, as much as I think that I, I bring a lot to the table for them, and and with that experience and those tricks and and you know these leadership with the leadership development, as much as I think I bring to the table, I learn as much if not more from them. So you can imagine when you're exposed to 15 different ways that or 15 different people that that run their schools in different ways and communicate in certain ways and use these technical technological tools to develop competencies and approaches and it's just the learning is just unbelievable and you know and and just at our uh, provincial team level you know the other members of my team that are principals and that are teachers these people are just absolutely amazing they blow my mind Every time we get together and, and we have provincial meetings and we exchange, we talk, you know, we do some, some professional development. You know, it's, it's the kind of people that when you're around, you just create that buzz and you create that energy and you just come out of there and you're energized and you just want to learn more and you want to you go forward and you want to change the world. So, you know, it's that collective intelligence that makes all the difference in the world. And, you know, and, and we feel that in our, in our professional uh, uh, circles also, you know, in in, in our uh, in our Twitter accounts and the people that we follow, the groups that we follow, uh, edu gladiators, the exchanges, the information, you know, the 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 energy that we that we give each other, that we feed off of each other. It's really that collective intelligence that that can be really transformational. So of course, when you come in and you just dive into this sea of 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 information and of learning and and you have the time also to learn, you know, because don't forget, I'm not attached to a school. So I don't, you know, I don't have the responsibility right now of X, X number of students and staff and, and everything else that comes with, with being an administrator in a building. 
you know, I don't have that part of it. So I can really, you know, concentrate on that aspect of my development. And I've got all of these people in my professional circles where I can go and, and I can talk with and I can exchange and I can learn and I can grow. So it's, it's really a phenomenal uh, experience. And you can't go into something like this and not come out transformed. And if you know, in a positive manner, you just you just grow and you keep growing and doors open and opportunities present themselves like today being here with you guys is just absolutely fantastic. And for me, it's it's a huge it's it's learning. It's it's a huge opportunity to be able to connect with you and with the people that are hopefully tweeting right now and that are exchanging uh, following this conversation. And hopefully after you'll be exchanging again and still talking about it. And it's 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 amazing. You know, there's really no other way to put it. Just you know, by saying that it's amazing with amazing people. You're sweet. Thank you. We're we're just honored. I'm I'm just blown away right now to be connected and and here I am in Nashville and then you're in Canada and we're having this incredible conversation and sharing. Um, so tell me this. I would love to to hear this um, for us in the United States and and I'm speaking for the whole. I think I can. Um, one of the barriers that we've been fighting as educators over the last several years has been standardized testing um, and and over testing in all grade levels, you know, from definitely about third grade all the way through 12th grade and just all that comes with that and how that's kind of changed the over the years is kind of taken for for many the joy out of teaching. And so mm -hmm we have worked as educators uh, as a whole in changing that narrative, taking that control back, advocating for our kids about the over-testing, and now we're starting to see a paradigm shift more and more to the learning experiences and really our kids to be limitless in their learning and in their accomplishments. That's our barrier, one of the main ones as educators here in the States. What has been a barrier that you have seen in and your uh, when you were a principal or now in your new role since you have a, a broader view of your province what has been a barrier that that you and and your colleagues have had to kind of break through well it's if you know for sure for us here in in ontario too in in canada in ontario it's uh we we have provincial testing also and we talked a little bit about it before and so you know it's it's not that different in in terms of what goes on in the states and what goes on here in in, in ontario in regards to testing, you know, there's a lot of talk about it. Um, a lot of people have uh, mixed feelings about it. Some people are for, some people are, are against, you know. So in, so in that sense, it's very similar. And for us here in Ontario, uh, you know, we've got, uh, we've got pr province-wide testing uh, in grades three and six, which are for languages and math. So for French uh, school boards, it's the French language. And for English, it's the English language. Um, and then we have some testing in grade nine, which is for math. And in grade ten again for uh, for languages, so we we've got some province-wide testing that, you know, just like you guys, it provides us some some very valuable data that we can take and analyze, and then help us maybe establish some goals and some objectives and and, and things like that. So, and, and so that's I think that's also an ongoing barrier for us, you know, to know what exactly should we do with this data, which one's good, which one's bad, you know, what are the, what are the conditions around uh, around these this data. Uh, should we be using it? You know, how are we administrating it? So we're we're still asking ourselves all these questions. Um, you know, uh, and we use the data that's for sure, and it's it, it, and it is useful for us definitely. Um, but you know, there's still a lot of conversations around that. Um, I would say in the work that we do, 
I would say one of the barriers is, and 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 this is really in my opinion from from my experience is is how educators. I think it's how educators see themselves and their roles and how and and how it's transforming and. And you know what does that mean for me as an educator in the classroom, and what does it mean for me as a principal? You know, because it's changing really fast, and I'm sure everybody out there can agree with me that you know things are changing, and a lot of people are trying to find themselves in there because teaching, let's not forget, is a very very personal action. Um, when we talk about pedagogy. Um, it's something that's very personal. When we talk about the way that we teach, it's something that's very personal. When we talk about the way that we lead, it's something that's very personal. And for many years, as everybody knows, you know, we've done things with our classroom doors closed or our administrative door closed, and and there's not a lot of talking or collaboration or sharing going on. But now we're called upon, you know, they're asking, we're called upon to change that. And the reason why we're called upon to change that is because you know the world has changed and the society has changed. And we've heard all this before from people like George Kuros and. And, and and others like him, uh, you know, that are that are passing on some great messages. And you know, and I think that's a big barrier. It's really to find myself. And what does it mean for me as an educator? What is it that I need to do to make sure that I don't miss the boat? Because you know, the boat that's a non-negotiable. It's going to leave port, and I have to decide: do I want to be on the boat, or do I not want to be on the boat? So it's really a, a personal decision that that every individual has to make and say. Listen, what is it that I need to do and invest to make sure that the kids that are sitting in my classroom have the best experience possible, that I get them ready for the future? But at the same time, what is it that I need to do to make sure that I get the best possible experience in it and that I grow as an individual, as a professional, that I grow as a teacher, that I grow as an administrator? So how do I see myself in, in that transformation? You know, and, and how is it that we come to be able to transform that culture? at my school level, at my school board level, in my country, to be able to really make an impact and be the, the best educator that I can be, you know? So I think that that's, that's really a barrier, a barrier that, that's really interesting to work with because it, it, there's a lot of links to, uh, it's very personal, so it has a lot to do with uh, when we come in and work with people, you know, we establish relationships and we gain trust and it's really in that, in those exchanges and in those conversations that we're able to discover a lot of things about ourselves just by talking with others. And then within those conversations, we bring in different ways of doing things, different approaches, different strategies, uh, different ways to develop your leadership. So that helps a lot. Uh, that helps a lot for people to start really reflecting on how is it that I'm going to, you know, take a hold of myself and develop myself and become even better. And am I ready to do it? And if I am, what steps? You know, let's start with little steps. And and which steps am I ready to take? Who can I go and see to to help me out with that? That maybe would like to take the journey with me. You know, who can I connect with? There there are other people out there that are in the same position that I am. And sometimes just by talking with them, and often it's right in your own building. You know, it's just a matter of reaching out, having some conversations, and start building that relationship and and building that trust and 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 really taking a leap of faith, you know, it's really yeah. stepping out of your comfort zone and really saying, you know what, I'm going to do this. And if I flop, then I'm going to flop and that's fine. And, and, and that's okay. And if, and, and if everything goes great, well, then that's fantastic. And, and, and I become a better educator. So, you know, we got to be able to, to do that and, and to take those steps and really say, you know what, educators are, are some really, really important people in this world. You know, we've got an important job. So, 
you know, when we think about doctors and lawyers and, you know, can you imagine if these people stop learning? You know, exactly. I don't know if I... <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to go and see my doctor again if I found out that, you know, he had stopped learning about 15 years ago. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, so for educators, it's the same thing, right? We've got such an important job. We're preparing, you know, we're preparing these kids. They're the future. So we got to make sure that we're just right on top of our game too. And and for that, we got to take care of ourselves. You know, we got to make sure that we're learning. We got to make sure that we're healthy, that we're exercising, that we're doing all the things that, that help us keep balance, you know, but one thing that should, that, you know, that is a non-negotiable is that, you know, I'm going to stop learning. I should always be learning. I should always be looking to better myself. Now, what we have to figure out is what does it mean for me? What does it mean for you? What does it mean for other person? You know, what does it mean? And you have to ask yourself that question. Does it mean that I got to put in an extra 20 hours of work a week? You know, probably not. It's probably just the way that I look at things. It's probably just, you know, some of the things that I do already that are fantastic and I just need to tweak it a little bit. could be, and it's something that I'm doing in the classroom and I just need to bring in a piece of technology that'll help me maybe uh, get the students there and, and, and captivate their attention. And, you know, it could be just the way that I approach people, that I talk to people, the way that I develop my relationships. So it's it's really a, it's really a process, a process of, of, I think anyways, it's a process of reflection, of really looking into yourself and saying, you know, what kind of person do I want to be? And what kind of an impact do I want to make, you know, uh, with these kids and with, with the staff that I work with and the people around me. I love that. I love that. Tell me this. What does an exceptional classroom look like in your, I, I'll, I won't put you on the spot to speak for all of Ontario or Canada, but in, in your sphere of influence, what does, what does that look like? What does that classroom look like where you go in and you're like, wow, this is amazing what's happening right here. Well, I think uh, you know. I think we. I think we've all seen little glimpses of, of of classrooms like that, and even maybe even big glimpses. I've seen some some absolutely phenomenal classrooms where you know students are buzzing, they're learning, and 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 it's and they're learning things that are really tied into stuff that's going on, the real stuff that's going on in their lives, and the stuff that's going on around them and in their community. And so I think you know a classroom that really that really runs smooth or an exceptional classroom, I think, is is really one where students have have a voice first of all you know i think that uh, it's a classroom where students are giving their opinion they're saying what they think uh they're taking some kind of a lead in their learning um and you know i think that it's it's really an environment where we'll see a collaboration you know the teachers the teacher is there the teacher is the guide you know the teacher will, will guide the student you know this is where this is the direction you should be taking have you thought of this what do you think of that and the student is really the explorer. You know, the student is the one that's that's working. The student should be working harder than the teacher. That's for sure. We have a hard time Absolutely. with that one. We usually end up working harder. It's easy to say, but not as easy to do. So I know that, you know. And, <laughs> and, but you know what? We got to keep that in mind and we got to make our, our students. So it's, it's really, you know, I've got a colleague of mine that I work with and he calls it uh, those positive struggles. You know, it's a, it's an environment where we go in and, and the students are struggling, but they're, it's really those positive struggles actually helping them grow and they're thinking on their own and they're developing those critical thinking skills and 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 developing those relationships and being able to to find solutions in different ways and in different places so you know f f and that classroom can look like anything you know it could be I've seen it in classrooms where schools and school boards have spent thousands of dollars 
hundreds of a thousand of thousands of dollars even in technology and put a whole bunch of stuff and and toys and technology and chairs and tables and what have you and really there was no impact you know because because it takes a lot more than that you know it starts with pedagogy it starts with what is your your your, your pedagogical intention and then from there well technology can, can be a, a lever really a powerful lever but and and on the other hand i've seen it in classrooms where they've had almost nothing but they they, they make everything out of nothing you know yeah it's really an environment where the kids have their place and they really assume their role and they take their place and they work and they and they have those positive struggles and the teacher is right there beside them you know guiding them you know not telling not giving them the answer but just nudging them enough to, to, to push them in the right direction and frustrate them at the same time because that's the positive struggle right I like it, that term absolutely you know and and in that environment well you know what if we can see it's fantastic to see them using those tools you know we, we're talking about laptops we're talking about uh, collaborative uh, platforms such as you know office 365 google apps for education uh whatever it is you know kids are, are into that stuff or using it or getting exposed to it or finding different ways to communicate with it to collaborate with it uh it's an environment in which uh, we're seeing a ton of feedback, you know, as much as we can, a, a lot of, uh, of constructive feedback, you know, assessment for learning, not of learning, but a lot of assessment for learning, always giving feedback to the student. Students developing portfolios, for example, where they just document their learning and document their learning and it's, it's collaborative. So the teacher go in and, and give feedback. And so if we can get that kind of a flow going in the classroom, I think that things, from my experience, and I've seen it, many times in, in our province things tend to take off by themselves it, it's it's a natural flow and um and and it's a beautiful thing to see it's you know beautiful. as you're talking i'm just in my mind just compiling a list of all the similarities because i think uh i know just from my experience having moved from state moved between a couple of states uh and with my kids that definitely here uh as i was going through that every state thought that they were doing things so drastically different from another state. Uh, and I think sometimes we think that we're doing things so drastically different from other countries, you know, even, and as you're talking about what a great engaged classroom looks like, I'm, I am listing just similar things that I know are happening um, every day here in the States as well. You mentioned empowered teachers, empowered leaders, uh, students taking ownership for their learning, engagement, not just throwing tech at them, but actually showing the kids how to use that to um, accelerate their learning. Um, and I just noticed a lot of similarities. I think maybe if we have more conversations with our colleagues, uh, of course, in other states, if you're here in the United States, but also outside of our of our uh, of our country, I think we'll find that we have more similarities and can continue to learn uh, from how you guys are doing things in Ontario and how we're doing things in Tennessee and how other great folks are doing things in other states here. Uh, it, I think that could just be such a powerful, a powerful connection. Um, because one of the things about one of the things about Edgy Gladiators, our vision is bringing in a new era of leadership, engagement, and advocacy. And not just for the students, but also for the educator, for the teachers, for the leaders. And as you're talking, I'm just, 
I'm, I'm just saying, you know, wow, just amen and everything, because those are definitely things that we're trying to do here uh, in the States as well and trying to accomplish that. Uh, before we leave, uh, Joelle, it's, it's about our time, but I have to ask this question because it always has a great answer. Who's your favorite superhero and why? So like now or when I was young or? Your choice. Have oh you my. evolved? <laughs> Well, yeah, you know what? I think that I've had different uh, heroes uh, throughout my life. You know, one that's consistent, of course, uh, have to, would have to be my, my dad, my father, and my mother. Um, so they're definitely uh, great role models for me and a great support system. My wife, of course, my family, my two kids, Caleb and Chloe, 13, my son and my daughter's 11, both in competitive uh, sports. So they keep us busy. Uh, they're my heroes also. When I was a kid, to see i gotta see spider-man i gotta see spider-man because number one he's the best number two peter <laughs> parker loves science he does so hands down you know he loves science so that's great and he, just his approach right so when you think about peter parker for those that know the spider-man character <laughs> just the way that he would approach every, every situation with a little bit of humor he would he would really take a look at different scenarios different ways to be able to solve a problem i think he he modeled really what a growth mindset looks like you know, when you think about it, you know, so uh, selfless, a servant, a servant leader, because I think he, he eventually becomes a leader of a group or I'm not sure. But so for me, uh, he was definitely uh, he was definitely a, a hero. Uh, other heroes are the, the people that I work with, of course. Um, I can I'm not going to name them all now, but I'm sure that uh, hopefully they're listening tonight. And uh, so I just wanted to, to call that out to them and give them a uh, give them props for that. So they're my heroes because they push me every day. Uh, to be better and uh, and to push further and to be able to to give as much as I can and, and leave a great legacy, you know, behind and, you know, just to give everything that I can to, to the kids in our schools and to the, the teachers that are there, helping them along in their journey and the principals that are there to, you know, to make sure that everybody has what they need and that everybody has a direction uh, where they need to go. You know, it makes me think of, I talked about ships before, I seen this great quote where it said, you know, uh, a ship is always safe uh, when it's docked or at harbor, but ships weren't made to stay in, in the harbor. So, you know, we got to set sail, and uh, you got to be the Spider-Man, and you got to be the Superman, and not all the time, maybe, but you know, some of the time, especially for the kids, because uh, they need the Supermans and they need the Spider-Mans, and we got to be the superheroes for each other too, because we have to support each other as teachers and as administrators. And that's why what we're doing tonight is just an example of that collective intelligence, of that support. And everybody that's out there, educated gladiators that are tweeting, you know, go out there and get somebody that's not on Twitter yet and get them on, get them tweeting, get them connected. And, you know, just expose them to this awesomeness that we have in our professional circles. And that's what we need to do. You know, we need to get everybody on the boat. You know, for me anyways, it, it, it just helped me to be able to ask myself the question, do I want to be on the boat? And what kind of a person do I want to be? So get out there and get them on the boat and 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 they'll have a, I'm, I'm convinced they'll have a fantastic ride. And with when they're surrounded with people like the, the people in our, uh, in our in our professional circles, you can't go wrong. Absolutely. Hey, if someone wants to join your professional circle, how can they get in touch with you? Well, they can get uh, in touch uh, with me through Twitter. So uh, my handle is uh, at JPROFNB, so JPROFNB, NB for North Bay. It's just the city I used to live in is five minutes away. It's not calendar, but it's uh, at JPROFNB. 
Uh, or you can visit my website at uh, joelmclean.ca. So there's some information there also. I haven't written a book yet. We talked about that, Marlena, but I haven't written one yet. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's coming. It's coming. Maybe it will be a comic book with Spider-Man. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, my friend, for joining us tonight and sharing just a little bit about the work you're doing, the systemic change that is happening in Ontario and, and just giving us a greater global perspective. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was awesome.